Our first ever episode features one of my dearest friends and one of my favorite creatives, Erica Love Jones. I have known Erica for a while. Well, I've known of her for a while. And we actually got the chance to work together on volume one, issue two of the zine on a shoot with SX Noir and then on a separate shoot with Mary Pryor. And then about a year and a half later, we did a campaign shoot for Everett Johnson of Liza B. Leather Handbags. He's a St. Louis Fashion Fund resident. And just beyond that, we maintain a friend. We maintained a friendship as well as a working relationship, which doesn't happen all the time. Um, but a huge part of our brand is community and my relationship with Erica, both personally and professionally, speaks to that. But as I mentioned, this is my very first ever recording, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of cringed while editing the video, but for my first go-round, it wasn't half bad. So just asking you guys to bear with me through the rough cuts and transitions as I speak with Erica about her journey as a creative, smoothies, and her favorite new thing, Clubhouse. <laughs> Enjoy. Testing, testing. I'm going to test this out. Okay. I'm going to take that as you guys can hear me. All right. Welcome to the very first ever episode of Juana TV. I'm hella hype right now. <laughs> okay. Welcome to my show. So today's recording is sponsored by Inspired by Boutique. It's an online women's boutique that literally inspired my outfit today. Okay, yes. I got cute for you guys because we've been in quarantine. I haven't been really dressing up, but I tried a little bit today. But inspired by, inspired my outfit. I'm a minimalist, so a tee is like always really easy for me to do, throw on. And I like them because their styles are carefully curated for the woman who is timeless, stylish, and chic. And she is me. I am she. And I'm an inspired by. <clears throat> and by the way, all the sponsors are tagged in our social posts and also featured in our newsletter, which I know a lot of people that are here actually subscribed from the newsletter. So if you love my shirt, check out Inspired By. Um, also... The Hair Experience by Urbane Boozer, my favorite healthy hair destination. My edges <clears throat> are already a little thin, you guys, and I don't need them being snatched even more. So when my natural hair needs to be braided or styled, I'm at the Hair Experience. And last but certainly not least, JP Marie Studio, helping us bring our stories to life in this digital space. That is a very big part of why we're here and how we're able to be here today. So shout out to JP Marie Studio. Um, thank you to all of the official sponsors. My very first ever guest is none other than Erica Love Jones. Hi, Erica. Okay. First off, I'm so glad we're finally doing this. We've been talking <laughs> about this for months. So I am so excited about this. Um, I, I'm here. 
Yay. And I'm so happy that you are here. For those of you who do not know, Erica is a multifaceted creative visionary. She's a photographer. She's a woman in tech. She's now making these bomb ass smoothies. And I'm like, let's just get right into the smoothies. Okay. I had the smoothie, love the smoothie, 10 out of 10 recommend the smoothie. And I know we can't get super into consumption due to the nature of your job. But I have to ask, are you going to add a cannabis option to your menu for the girls? The girls want to know. The girls want cannabis smoothies. I really want to because my smoothies are really based on, you know, being healthy. Um, I want to incorporate herbs in my smoothies like lavender, chamomile, all type of things, um, green tea, all of that. Um, I really just want healthy smoothies. So honestly, first on my list is CBD um, or some type of edible. Um, I was thinking like an edible honey. Um, a lot of my smoothies are pretty vegan though. So I haven't really figured out how I'm going to like incorporate that. But I really think to be able to relax people while they're consuming my smoothies is like, that's my goal. And I don't know a lot of like weed smoothies out there. Like that isn't, that's not a thing unless you're in LA, but you know, it's not a thing. Um, so I, I, I'm definitely going to do that. And then if not that, um, I've been thinking about doing like a fun smoothie with like, you know, alcohol, vodka and all that, but I really want them to be like health focused, you know, first and foremost. And from then on, you know, I can add different things. So I don't know. I'm hoping I get some edible honey to put on it. So it's a good question. The edible honey is always a really good idea. I know a place that you can get some honey, girl. What'd you think but- <laughs> No, but I like the idea how you said like a bit relaxing people because I know like for me, I started making smoothies to like make sure I could get in all of like these nutrients. So like I put sea moss in mine. Sometimes I'll put oil of oregano and like just all these other things, like just trying to be as healthy as I can be. And I know CBD, depending on what your ailment is, it can kind of take the edge off. So like, sometimes I get really anxious. Like right now, I probably could use a CBD smoothie girl because <laughs> I'm a little anxious. But if I know if I had CBD, it like, and again, we're here to destigmatize. So for those of you who don't know, CBD, it's the non-psychoactive um, cannabis plant, basically. Um, It still has all the benefits. It just doesn't give you like that psychoactive high. It gives you more of a body high. I don't even want to use the word high with CBD because it's really, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't do that, but it definitely is good for your body. Like it calms your body. It eases your body. And so I think that for a lot of people that do struggle with anxiety, but who would probably be shamed for smoking CBD and it's like, it don't even get you high like that. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to do my body good. But yeah, CBD smoothies would definitely be the wave. People would definitely buy a CBD smoothie from a black woman. Yeah, I've definitely been trying to figure out how to incorporate it. Um, Cause I, I just feel like that would be the thing that sets it apart. You know, you can get a smoothie anywhere. You can get healthy food. Well, almost anywhere, but like having, you know, THC or CBD or anything like that, just incorporate it with what you're eating is my goals. So I know on Cyber Monday, you did a special and you were like, you were telling me that you were even surprised that like, how receptive people were to it. And I'm like, girl, people, I love smoothies, just pe- even without the CBD. Okay. I love smoothies. So how can, how can the people find the smoothies? Like, let us know. 
So right now it's under Instagram, the smoothie queen, that's the with two E's. Um, and I'll, I'll put it in the comments. Shortly after we finished our recording, Erica actually changed her Instagram handle to BW Blends. That's B as in boy, W as in white, blends as in blender, but with an S, so BW Blends. That's the new handle on IG, guys, not the smoothie queen. All right, back to your regularly scheduled program. But um, right now, I'm not like a full time, full service business. But if you let me know like 24 hours in advance, I can get you a smoothie and I have multiple flavors. I like to do different things with them. So, you know, what you would expect at a normal smoothie business, I offer different flavors. So definitely let me know. Everything is health focused. Um, I have ashwagandha, um, black seed oil, um, maca root, sea moss, all of that. I like to have that in my smoothies as long as well as, you know, making sure it tastes good and sweets. So please let me know. Um, I got a new blender. I'm excited. So, you know. And y'all, I'm really not being a hype beast, but I was like, okay, I definitely have to get this smoothie before the podcast. So I'm not just hyping it up. And y'all, it was really bomb. Like it was so good. Like the consistency was really nice. Like all the toppings. It was good, y'all. Thank you. And out of 10 recommend, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay. So we talked about smoothies. Um being, I know that it was something that you kind of got into because, of course, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, being a visual artist during a pandemic, everyone knows you for your work. Um, I think you go back, aren't you like one of the original like Tumblr people? Like you had like the cool Tumblr profile. I was never, yeah. I wasn't that cool. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie in front of well, Back to 213. It's, yeah, it's been a while. I wish I was cool enough back then to have been a Tumblr girl. I was on some whole other shit. Yes. But, and so I do, I like the, I like that now in recent times, you don't post a lot of your work on social media, but I guess what, what I really wanted to talk about as far as being a visual artist during a pandemic is like, how are you, um, how are you navigating that space? Cause I know you already like, don't like putting a lot of your work out there, but now we're kind of in an environment where it's like, could that hurt you if you're not putting your work out there or how are you seeing, um, or how do you suggest like other creatives navigate that space and like still remain innovative? Like I know with you, with your smoothies, like a huge part of it is the visual aesthetic. And it's like, wow, you're able to leverage your talent as a visual artist to make me be like, oh, she also makes smoothies. <laughs> Let me buy some. And they're actually really good, you know? So like, I guess just how are you navigating this space? That's actually a good question. I battle, I've been battling with that even before COVID because um, I had took a big social media break like a little bit once like COVID started. But even then I was like, do I need to be consistent? You know, how often do I need to post? Because we live in a world where social media is everything. Content creation is like a full-time job. Um, and it's very important for your brand if you're building. So um, that's something I battle with to this day. Like, hey, should I post often? Um, should I do this disappearing act? You know, can I take breaks? Um, I think everyone should allow themselves some time to take breaks, you know, because social media can be toxic. Um, and I know people say it's the way you use it, but I feel like it's it's really social media in itself can be pretty toxic. Um, I think as long as you post like your great work, like when you do post, if it has been a few months and you post and it's amazing, 
you're good. You know, I would rather have one or two staple pieces, you know, maybe even twice a year than a consistent amount of photos that are just kind of lackluster. So for me, it's more on quality now um, versus quantity, even though we're in a content creation world. Um, and I feel like it should be that way across the boards, like visual art and music, like people kind of just, they're putting anything out now. And I feel like, you know, you should take your time with projects, like find artists back in the days and some fine artists now, like the ones who are in museums, a lot of them don't even have social media. They don't put their work on social media. And if they do, it's a small collection. Um, but I do have um, a lot of my work on my website. So that's kind of being like, I think I've been trying to do is just kind of push traffic into my website. Because I feel like at some point, especially Instagram with it becoming, you know, Amazon um, at this point, um, I really feel like, <laughs> like for real, Shopify, um, Etsy or whatever. But um I really feel like we can't rely on it for too long. Like it's it's about to become a different network and we're going to need other ways of bringing people into our websites. It's going to um, be it's going to be hard to compete, you know, because you have like these big companies with all this money that can pour yeah. all this into advertising and making sure yo their shit is the first thing you see on the algorithm whatever. But I think even still an advantage that we have as creatives um especially you being a photographer is that and someone who also you're not just a photographer like you're like you style all of your shoots like usually like the vision that people see like all of that is you and I think that people that have that that are able to tell stories like that that's still going to be something that sets you apart because even with all that um money and stuff all the advertising and everything it always all looks the same like I know even in the cannabis industry like <clears throat> this is a nice little segue to clubhouse this is a room that I was just about to bring it up because I am like a clubhouse mascot at this point um I live eat sleep drink clubhouse all day I have a terrible addiction to that <laughs> work y'all this room but it's not all a bad thing because this room that you pinged me in like it was this cannabis room and it actually I got like hella connections from this room like, job oh, yeah. and it was all black. like thank you all Erica black. girl I see what the hype is about was, but honestly like that was a really good room too I was gonna say that like that was that was a one um that's kind of like what I like to do Go ahead, I'm sorry. Where I was going with the clubhouse room, but <laughs> it was something about the room and, um, oh, with telling stories. So a lot of like cannabis companies, like if you go like, if you like get on Instagram and like look up hashtag cannabis, like a lot of the like dispensaries and growers, like all the pages look the exact same. And it's like, that's cool but like why do I want to buy this from you and it's like where that puts like me in a good position and this company and like what I'm doing in a good position to be able to help people tell those stories but it's like as much money and influence and power as these people have it's like what don't you get about the people want to hear we want to hear the stories <laughs> It's about the stories because literally all the pictures, it all looks like the exact same. And I'm tired of it. But yeah, Clubhouse. And see, that's kind of what I like about Clubhouse because it's content in a different form. Um, the only thing that you are selling is your voice and your thoughts. And um, we were just kind of dealing with a time where Black people, especially our voices, were not being heard. 
I think Clubhouse is like that perfect segue. Now we hear, you know, you can have 5,000 black people talking to each other at once about things. Like there was, I think a Clubhouse room a few days ago that was talking about black wealth. And I learned some things that I've never like would have, I would have never learned this on Instagram or Twitter. Um, I wouldn't have had accessibility, like access to these places. I think Clubhouse literally gets rid of that, that hierarchy barrier of like having to pay $800 for like networking meetups or having to message these people with blue check marks and stuff like that to get information from them and them kind of giving you like a little bit of information. Like these people are literally giving you TED Talks for free mm-hmm. at the expense of like nothing. You know, you're just literally on your phone, taking a shower, you listen to a TED Talk of information. So I That's think nice. like, what's up? Last night I was in a room with um, Olivia Alexander. She's like the CEO of Kush Queen. She oh. has like the CBD. She does like bath bombs and like it's a real. It was one of like the really big. She was one of the first like cannabis girls, and she was just in a room like telling people like <clears throat> telling people where to get like um, what is what am I looking for, Jesus? What's the price? Where to? How to use payment processors? Because you know, if you sell cannabis, or like even if you have the name cannabis in your LLC and you don't even touch the products, like you can't use certain banks. And like she was just giving away like so much knowledge that people, especially in states that just became legal, like so much knowledge that you need. Like I'm, I've learned so much just from being in these rooms with like people who've been in recreational states, have been in the game for a long time, and it's like, oh my god, like if only I had known and like it's at your fingertips and it's like if you're using I like that you focused like we went right into the good part of Clubhouse because this is the good part of Clubhouse I feel like what's all in the media is like the ratchet part of Clubhouse there is some uh deep dark corners at <laughs> 2am that you can find a- see that's the thing I like about it though there's a room for everything you know so you know for the people that want to be in some certain rooms they can be in those rooms and they can do their thing and also they can hop out and they can network and find jobs like they had a job board room today it was like three hours long and it was like 30 jobs you know I think you pinged me to it but I was okay. like stressed out about this <laughs> It is great. And honestly, I was going to say Clubhouse is actually great for my brand. I've gained 200 followers on my Instagram off of my Clubhouse. Um, so, I got about like 50, but 200? Influencer? Okay, where is my Clubhouse checkmark? No, it's fine. But, um, but, and that's, that's what I like about it because there's no like, you know, verification. There's no like checkmark mm-hmm. process. Everyone is on the same page, but you can literally be in the same room with someone who actually I was in the same room with someone who works, who was on Beyonce's team. You know, so it's just like, wow. you know, the girl, uh, I'm sorry, not the girl, the team that shot Cardi B, like I was talking to him two days ago and he was just telling me about like his struggles as a photographer and, you know, being in a big group and like learning to adjust to like having a partner and all that. And then like two days later, Cardi B stuff dropped. So I'm just like, that's amazing. And that was beautiful. He did an amazing wow. job. It was immaculate. Like, and it's just crazy though. Cause these people are so humble on there. You know, they're doing great things. They have all these connections and they're just talking to you like everyday people. It really gets rid of that six degree of separation. Like it's yeah. two degrees, on, well, one degree on Clubhouse. So, and then there's drama too, though. There's a lot of drama. So, you oh know, my, you know. <laughs> my favorite, one, one thing that I've noticed is <laughs> the same chats keep coming up, like the colorism rooms, the dating Ooh, rooms. Yay. Oh, the dating rooms are good, though. They have speed dating. You know, honestly, I love social media, y'all. So I could talk about that this whole entire interview. But um, 
one thing I, I'm noticing is I feel like the need for dating app wouldn't exist on Clubhouse or because of Clubhouse because you can just talk to people directly, see who their individuals yeah. are, see their Instagram. I mean, like, what would you need the Hinge and the Bumbles and the Tinders for when you can just talk to the person? It's like calling them without them even giving you their number. So, I mean. High key. That's one of the things that I really, really like about Clubhouse. It made me it made me remember why I like social media in the mm-hmm. first place because it like you said it's just like your this minimal bio just your avi and your 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 authentic self like you don't really have time to think no about filter. what you're gonna say like you're just being really social you're either in the audience listening or you're on the stage interacting like not afraid to share your opinion and I just think that like you said now that Instagram is a marketplace there's not really a place for you it's it's AliExpress (laughs) now that it's AliExpress you can't really it's so much shit on there it's hard Mm -hmm. to differentiate or you're it's seen as weird when you're really trying to be yourself and honestly I'm like thinking about it now maybe that's why I like really wanted to do a webinar because I'm like the people that really want to be here are going to be here um the people that really want to be here are going to be here. Like the people that fuck with it, fuck with it. But it's just like so much of the social media has been sucked out of social media. And And Clubhouse made me realize that. Like I really think Clubhouse is the original form of social media. Like it's what social media is. It's the term, you know, for social media. I think like Instagram. told me it used to be like a, like way before social media, it used to be something like Clubhouse. AOL. call no not AOL I, we had AOL it was like a number that you could call and like that's cool oh my god what was it called I think it was called like house party oh I heard of it I did hear of that and you can like call in and it so was that might have been before our time <laughs> it was that's what <laughs> I said I was like and that was for the hot girls because I don't remember it I would love that too shoot well we had pages <laughs> but no I um and I, I don't want to stick on clubhouse I'm like oh hello can you see me Okay, yes, I can see you. I'm back, y'all. My wife has Girl, I, that was a test. That was a test to see if I was going to feel the space. But you know, Clubhouse deals with this daily, and it'd be, like, professional. So don't even feel bad, girl. This is a normal No, you know what? <laughs> I think, too, Clubhouse made me more confident and like, you know what? Just go ahead and do this. Yep. Like, it's, not gonna be perfect. it's not going to be perfect. Honestly, like, that's what I like about Clubhouse, like, it gives people a voice that would not feel confident in having a voice in other pl- platforms and other places. Like me, I have a lot of social anxiety. Like even doing the interview here, I was telling Rachel, like, I was like, I don't know. It's going to be people watching. It's live. Um, I feel like you're so great. Like you are like, you're somebody that I don't, you, you're received well. Like I could, I said, I could see Erica being on the real world. Y'all. <laughs> Girl, but that's why I think like, as far as like, building and I don't want to talk about influencers and I wasn't a fan of influencers until I got like um clubhouse and I'm like you know what like I could see myself being like a clubhouse influencer like I feel like if I can use my voice versus like how I edit my pictures or what I'm wearing or where I'm going um that's the most authentic form like if people like my voice and what I'm saying shoot I don't need the filters and and then you know going to Costa Rica and taking pictures (laughs) and the you know I don't need all of that so I really, really like it. Um, And I do, I was going to also mention one more thing um, with it. Um, I like the restorative justice aspect to it. Um, Well, so far we've had Kevin Hart and previously before I think you got on, um, there was Joe Budden. 
Um, so basically, you know, men, especially black men that may have wronged black men, I'm sorry, black women in the past um, are basically able to talk about where they went wrong. Um, other women are able to ask some different questions and vent to them and they're able to vent back. Like, I feel like there's a lot of restorative justice. Like people are kind of, it's like a red table talk, but digital. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, Joe Budden was basically defending, not defending himself, but I would say he was explaining how his past self was. And Kevin Hart was explaining some things that he's done wrong. And people were able to talk back to these people versus, you know, Twitter, the shade room and all that. It's yeah. comments and they don't have to respond. One way. You know? So I think it's great. So, but I'm I do. Sorry. I, I do. <laughs> I do. I like that aspect of it. I think that too, in that same breath, it can be like people have been tweeting and saying like Clubhouse is a PR nightmare. <laughs> and I kind of looking at it wrong though. I think this is a great place for people to redeem themselves because you when you hear people, you but can it can go them. wrong fast. Like how so when Kevin Hart was saying like uh, this was before I was in the room, so I can only paraphrase. Somebody correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. I was in there the whole time. But he was saying whatever he said about when he used the analogy of how even though Bill Cosby was dead ass wrong, that black people tore him down. And he was saying that it's uh, like we always do that to each other. Like we're quick to instead of critique each other, we're negative with each other. And people harped on the fact that he used Bill Cosby as an analogy, which it was kind of like, oh, why would you use that as an example? But they they read so much into what he said versus what he was trying to say, like the overall mm -hmm. message. And he was like. I don't think that Bill Cosby is innocent and I think that he deserves to be in jail. But what I said was that it was black people that tore him down. And he was like, now watch the headline is going to be Kevin Hart defends Bill Cosby. Oh, it was headline. He was right. But see, that's the thing. I honestly think that he knew what he was saying, even though it wasn't the best thing to say in that situation. I think it was a PR stunt. I think he knew to go on Clubhouse and he repeated it like three times. I was just like, oh no, you wanted to say this. Like, this is what you wanted to say. So, I mean, at this point, I just think it's no filter for him. Like, he just, he wants all the smoke. So, when do you think um, the Clubhouse is going to go live? Because I was in a room and they were oh, saying no. that they think it's going to go live in like two weeks, like right before the holiday. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going to become of Clubhouse? The world will never know. I um I have a conspiracy. Oh, by the way, Clubhouse has tons of conspiracy theory rooms and I love conspiracy theories. Love them. I'm um, like, can you ping me to those rooms? Because I, yeah, I, I, I love them. Um, I have a conspiracy theory that it's not going to go live. It's going to stay the way it is. Like, I feel like it's actually live and this is how it's going to be. You have to invite someone. Someone has to let you in. Um, because if you think about like having a job or just having a, like access to like a networking space, you know, you have to know about it, you know, and someone might yeah. be that person who tells you. So I think they're going to, it's a clubhouse. I think they're literally going to keep it as in. You know what? About it. I didn't <laughs> think about that, but that makes the most sense because when you, I know some people are like, you have to, some people are weird about who they invite. And I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm weird about it, but I do try to invite people that I think have something. I, I try to invite people that I think have something to contribute to the conversation. I don't necessarily think about whether they're controversial or whether they would say some shit I didn't agree with, but like, I genuinely try and add people that I feel like like people that I like following on other social media pages or whose brands I like, like those are the people that I 
wanted to be on Clubhouse because I want to see more spaces curated for me on my on my hallway because I know there's also like this big talk with like the algorithm and how mm-hmm. that works and how it's racist mm-hmm. and there's secret rooms with the KKK and I'm just like yeah that was a <laughs> girl that was and you know I don't know if everyone else but I'm in software development so like algorithms is like being a conspiracy theorist and Afrofuturist and being a software development I'm talking about algorithms a lot um but I I think um trying to remember what I was going to say. Um, but as far as Clubhouse goes, I, I don't think it's going to be open to the public because I feel like they've been talking about that for too long. It's been a year. Um, I think this is open to the public. Um, but I do think as far as invites, I'm very wary of that because actually today, the guy who was running the colorist um, kind of the room that was kind of hateful, um, the girl- Wait, wait, was it the- <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Was it the you? Okay, I don't want to. Well, shit, it's the room. Everybody gonna probably find out anyway. Was it the yeah. room, the guy Eugene? Yeah, and so like the girl that's actually I like, didn't understand what he did wrong. Like why people like I he do understand what people room. were saying he did wrong, but people he, was like badgering this. He man. Was, um, I was like, well, the, problem, the who part of Clubhouse? No, but for real, like the problem. I know, and they were badgering him too. Um, and he does. Everyone deserves a voice. That's. I believe in freedom of speech. Yeah. But um, and they were like demanding that he apologize exactly how they wanted him to. And I'm like, he's not gonna do that's that. That's not life, people. But he was really colorist. Um, and on top of that, we have to watch about because I'm I'm big on programming, um, of course, but I do believe in audio programming. And um, he is a Trump uh fan, like he voted. Oh my for god, Trump. really? I did my research. So the girl who let him in. Um, I already followed her, so I was matching her back and forth, and she's like, you know, I don't really know him too well, you know, I just let him in, but I know he's, you know, voted for Trump and all that, and so I'm like, okay, so, like, that gives me context of, like, I need to be careful on who I invite in, because, you know, that's, that badge is on there, so, like, that can mess up my network, you know, my influence, or whatever, or my brand, because, you know, I let this person in, but at the same time, it's an app where freedom of speech is apparent. So, I mean, you know, there's no filters, there's no like redlining or anything. Well, there is, but it's different. You know, Twitter, they can flag it and say it's fake news. On Clubhouse, it's whatever goes. So, I mean, it's yeah. the Wild Wild West. It's it's the Wild Wild West, so. It's definitely the Wild Wild West. And I think that's what I like about it too, because I'm a very like face value, it is what it is kind of person. Like, I love, I like, writing because I'm able to process what I'm thinking and feeling and say it beautifully so this space like navigating this trying to do a podcast was like now I'm more comfortable now that like our conversation's flowing but it's hard because I'm definitely a I have good intentions but that doesn't always come out of my mouth you know and it's like some people aren't patient enough to have a conversation with you or really try to understand what it is that you're saying and I think Clubhouse allows a little bit more space for that some people do just be wilding like with the Eugene like think like some people just want to be negative some people just don't they just want you to agree with them or whatever it is they want but like it's rare I like being in spaces where you can really talk to and listen to and understand the other person and 
really that's why I wanted to, I want to have people, my, this series is called Friends in High Places. You're one of my friends that I love and I look up to creatively, but also that I can talk to and have honest conversations with. I feel like we've had hard conversations before, but I'm able to really listen to you and understand you. And I feel like vice versa. So it's rare that you find that, um, I'm still patient with people that aren't like that. If you're trying to learn how to be patient with people like that, get on Clubhouse, honey. <laughs> Man, it'll teach you. And <laughs> if you um, got anxiety, get your ass on Clubhouse oh, and get girl. you some practice. But girl, speaking of, hi, um, did you smoke today? Did you smoke before you did this? You know what? I'm going to answer this question and then I'm going to answer that question. Somebody asked if my name is my name on Clubhouse or my company's name. It's actually under my name. I the question. <sighs> I'm a teetering this, I'm fighting this battle of going off the grid, but I'm like, how is you going to have a whole brand for the community and the culture and you off the grid? But so I'm trying to figure out how to um, do less, but it's not. And so I probably should have put it under my company's name, but I like, I like, I put it under my name. Um, <laughs> this comments, Mars is hilarious. Mars is hilarious. <laughs> in these streets. You know what? <laughs> I like you. I don't think I say I like the street. I like the streets, y'all. The streets like me, actually. I don't like the streets, no. the streets like me. But um, yes, I did smoke today. But I was good. I waited until right before because I was like, I want to like just take in like everything that I'm feeling. I want to like have a clear head as I'm like trying to prepare. I tried to stay off social media. Twitter is so bad. Like my, you addicted to Clubhouse. I'm addicted to Twitter. <laughs> you are. But I was going to say, cause you know, I, um, I, I will have a couple of months off at some point. Um, and I kind of see myself as like a beginner when it comes to everything marijuana. Um, what would you give, like, what would be your like beginner's advice? Like someone who's just getting started. I mean, curious. My beginner's advice is, okay, so it's so, the cannabis industry is because it is federally, federally illegal and it's different in every state. So it's just kind of botched. And I feel like you can't really give like specific advice, but if you're in a recreational state, you're trying to do it right. You go to a dispensary and it's your first time, um, I don't recommend doing edibles because I feel like people always, even though if you go to a dispensary, it's less likely that you'll take too much or too little. Like they can, you can talk to the people at the dispensary and they'll be able to tell you like, oh, if it's your first time, take this much. Don't do no more than that. Mm -hmm. Or if you don't feel the effects, maybe take this much more. But definitely if you go to a dispensary, just talk to the people. They know what they talking about. I ain't no license, nothing. I don't need nobody coming after me. <clears throat> but anyway, um, if you're in a recreational state and you're at the dispensary, just talk to the people and let them know it's your first time. But usually I say a hybrid just because I know usually with the sativa indica hybrid, it just balances you out versus a sativa kind of takes you up like today I have a sativa so it's kind of bad for my anxiety because I'm like uh, uh. <laughs> now you know but um for people that don't buy from a dispensary and you would like to try I recommend just knowing what it is 
trying, knowing the best, what it is you're buying, what you're getting yourself into. Um, and a lot of places, I don't, I know not all places. I know at least here in Missouri, CBD is legal sure. and mm-hmm. CBD flower can look just like flower that you got from the trap, you know what I'm saying? And so people can often confuse the two, but, um, you can buy CBD and if it's your first time, like trying THC you can cut it with CBD and it'll even it mm-hmm. out um but yeah I, I'm gonna have to put that in my smoothies like tomorrow like after you explained it to me I'm like that's pretty simple I could probably well, so you would have to find like if you want to put it in a smoothie it would either have to be like with through the honey or like okay. if you had like a, found like an isolate and so I've had like I've used a CBD isolate before I bought it from I don't know what isolate is it's like <laughs> Okay, it's so fun. like it's weird describing it because <laughs> the way I describe it, the way it look, it do kind of look like coat, like <laughs> it's like a white, <laughs> it's like a white crystal like substance, but it's literally just broken down. I don't know like the technical term, but it's broken down. Um, it's crystallized and so that you can mix it in stuff like smoothies because there's a certain way that you have to break it down and able to to be able to put it in a smoothie like you can't just put cbd flour in the smoothie right get the properties but um will be my test trial you'll be the first person yes but i'll let you know and i told you i can i got you on the honey i got you on the honey i don't make the honey myself but um yes so we've gone on and on i don't see lots of questions i saw the one about my clubhouse I know. Do you guys have anything for Erica? If is anybody familiar with her work or want to know like anything, you can ask us now. Forever hold your peace. <laughs> I also wanted to add that. Oh, let me see. What are some? Ooh, that's that's a good question, Mars. I don't know. I love Mars. Mars is so for the culture. Mars be for the. I see you, Mars. <laughs> Um, that's a, that's a good question, Mars. Um, I don't know. I think it goes by a season for me. Um, like right now, my favorite is Dante Maurice. Um, it's like ABDM. Um, I love Dion Ivory. I know her personally. Wait, um, Dante, the guy that did Cardi? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying to, oh my gosh, I feel bad, but I'm trying to remember the girl who did Beyonce's, but those photos were immaculate. I've been to yeah. her Instagram. It, everything is just so like I can't explain it. It's just like going to a different land, almost like visiting her Instagram. It's just oh, wow. it's a moment there. Like I feel it. Um, and then what do you say? What do you say? Ooh, I mean I don't know. I'm waiting on. I feel like since it's um, my favorite soundtracks is what he acts um, okay. to get us through this year. Um, I feel like since is gonna drop some hot shit. I'm waiting on it. Um, so I like hit j- different. Anything Ty Dolla Sign is featured in, as long as he's not the actual person in the song. Just a That's how I feel about Young Jeezy. <laughs> who you think? Who you think won? Who you think won the battle? Jeezy or Erica? Erica is Team Gucci all the way. Like I had on a T-shirt that said Team Gucci. Like I love Gucci. I grew up on Gucci. That's my baby daddy in a different world. Um, Girl, I was like, I was like, only a fool thinks that Jeezy won. And actually, I guess Gucci doesn't have like as big of a following in up east and so i was in this room on clubhouse afterwards and these guys like everybody in there was from new york and they all was like jeezy one jeezy one and i was like oh well i felt like gucci one and it was like where are you from like st louis and they was like oh yeah down south and i was like see 
But um, outside of Gucci, though, um, another person that I really like is Thundercat. Big Thundercat. I like oh, him. I just... Why am I late to the Thundercat train? I love him. Jazzy. I'm a big Victoria Monet fan. I love her. I love her aesthetic. Um, I feel like she's next. Um, I'm trying to think who else. As far as rap, hmm. My sister just put me on Bia. I slept on her. She sounds like Rihanna. She she has her own like own little vibe, but she has a song cover girl that I'm like, okay, okay, Bia. I like her. I like her. Um, there's a lot of, see, we have a lot of women's rap to choose from now. Like, if we would have Have you heard um, Take Care of You by Charlotte Day Wilson featuring Sid? No, and I love Sid. Okay, so. Mars, have you heard that song? Oh my God. I love the internet. Um, Listen yes. to it. It's this. Maybe I have it. No, I haven't. Oh my god! I'm gonna send it to you. I need your playlist. In that case, me and my dad, we love it. Like I love her. Underrated like, voice for certain. From the above. <laughs> one of, I honestly think she's one of a kind. She reminds me of like vintage, like like early, hmm, maybe like 70s. Like like if 70s and 80s had R and B, I would say like that was for sure. See, and you know what? The 70s is my favorite era. The, I think my really? past life, I must uh, my past life I lived in the 70s and I was kicking it because I love the 70s. And so the fact that you said she has a 70s vibe, it makes sense. I do like the 70s music. Um, my favorite music, I would say, hmm, like time period. I mean, I like early 90s R and B, but I like like, I think it was the like the 60s, the 60s and the 80s selectively. Like maybe late 69 to like early 70s, like best music. Isaac Hayes, all of them. So yeah. Like my favorite, um <clears throat> oh my God, what is her name? The I get high on your memory. Oh, uh, it's not Don Summers. I it's get um high, 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 high. Hi. What's her name? It's the girl who sings. Uh, I always react the same. Oh no, that's someone different. I get not aroused different. high on a cloud. Tina Fey, Fey, not Tina Fey. Oh, Tina, um, the one who dated uh, Rick, well, married Rick James. No, not her. Pain, Frida Pain. Her name is Frida Pain. Oh, Frida Frida Pain. I didn't know that. Okay, Mars. Don't nobody else got no questions besides Mars. If everybody else that's just here that's just listening, thank you. I'm satisfied with his questions. I mean, I think they're pretty, they're pretty good. I told you, Mars be doing it for the culture. So, so and Mars, if you ever get, if you ever decide to do like a DJ mix um, on Clubhouse, please do that again. When you were first on, we first got on, you were doing that. Uh, that was vibes. So please go back to doing that because sometimes we need an escape on that app, you know. Right, Mars, we got to get you on the podcast so we can talk some. I'm gonna do a, uh, I'm gonna do some psilocybin before our interview so I can really get into the question. <laughs> that's another thing. I think first of all, psychedelics. I've started joining rooms in Clubhouse Ooh. and just like learning about it, and I've been learning about it before, but hearing other people speak to it and just like be so passionate and interested in it, like I yes. So I tried shrooms for the first time um, in Las Vegas. It was amazing. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I took some photography while doing shrooms because I was like, if I'm going to do it, like I need to do it now. Um, everything was so colorful. Like the whole, my whole aesthetic was different. Like the stuff you see on my Instagram, totally different than when I'm on shrooms. Like it was just really? Ivy. I loved it. It was, it was colorful. It was vibrant. 
Um, it just, it was a lot of mood in the portraits. Like it was just totally different. Like, I don't know what element Shrooms put me in, but creatively, like I kind of, I've been looking for some more cause I kind of want to like create. Yeah, you have to be, I was definitely, I was in Cali when I did it. So I, you know, I knew what I was getting myself into, but, um, definitely like a lot. Uh, no, I was a micro dose. Um, okay. I'm not sure the exact dosage, but it was not even, I think 0.5 is like the recommended for a beginner. Um, but I did less than that, but it, first of all, I was like extremely sick. And what it did was I, it like took away all my symptoms like I just I was not sick anymore oh, and oh. I know for me my um it really just like you said like how everything was just so much more beautiful I think because obviously you're a photographer so you see things that other people don't see so mm -hmm. I can only imagine that when that part of your mind is opened up how much more beautiful what you see is and that was kind of my thing like water reflecting on light was was and now even still is like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen I'm like that's so beautiful that God would share that with me like that is just, it was like <laughs> you definitely a, look I'm telling you at the beach like I mean I wasn't I was in the mountain well what is it the desert so I mean I feel like long as you're in a good place where you do it it really like adds to it but I was gonna say I felt like my art like I feel like a lot a lot of times my art is structured and kind of biased off of what I think is going to be you know, quality, um, a lot of art I hold back. When, when I was on shrooms, it was kind of like, I was tapped into my younger self, like when I first started doing photography, like it was just a whole different element of me. And I was just like, nah, this is, this is it. Like I'm gonna have to, have to do some work. Yes, and I do want to clarify for the boomers and the Gen Xers out there in the audience. So um, I know some people like taking trips and that's what they do, they're trippy and that's great. Um, me personally, I, it was more of a spiritual experience for me. And sometimes I'm like, I'm a spiritual person. I don't, I'm not necessarily religious. I'm a spiritual person. And so I like, I like to practice my spirituality. And for me, it was a way for me to look deeper into myself. Um, and so, like you said, like you have to be in a good environment. You have to be around good people. True. Um, definitely have to be around good vibes, good people. Um, can you see the questions in the, yes, I can. Okay. So cool. We do have, we got like 10 more minutes and then the 30 for the Q and a, but I ain't going to hold y'all all night. And so we're already answering questions. We'll just keep with this. Um, we answered the tracks about our songs. Did you answer Mars question about how you got started and what led you to um, photography or to your passion? Yeah. Whoa, that's a good question. Um, hmm, that's a good question. So when you mentioned Tumblr, um, that was kind of like my embarking onto photography. Um, and also just realizing that like black women run shit. So like in 2014, no, it's 2012, 2012, I had like, I was in a big high school clique, fell out with all my friends. I was depressed about it, had nowhere to go. So I was online and I found out about Tumblr and I started seeing um, black women in, you know, business roles, black women in um, different photos, like Afrocentric, um, African black women, like people I would have never seen anywhere else. Like you couldn't Google to see these people. They were literally only on Tumblr. It was just like an exclusive. And that's when I started like saying, man, I kind of want to be able to photograph these women because for one, representation is important. Like I didn't even know 
like I know it sounds crazy, but I was a military brat and I lived overseas. So when I came to the States, I didn't really get a chance to see like black women my age, like owning businesses, like really doing that shit. So like seeing that, I was like, oh my God, like this exists, like I can do this. So I wanted to capture those women. You know, I wanted to capture the art in the way I've seen these other photographers sometimes go capture it. And um, I had already had like um, a design degree. I was already like really big on graphic design and I was bored of it. I was like, I need something different. And I picked up a camera. My dad gave me, gave me a camera for my, like one of my graduation gifts. And um, I took like, I think like an intro to photography class um, at the college I was at. And I just kind of went away with it. You know, ever since then, like we would have these projects. Um, like I would stay up in the studio at the school until like 2 a.m. Like everyone else would go home. And I was just sitting there for hours doing some portraits, like learning lighting, et cetera. I was obsessed with it. Like for a full year straight, I was obsessed with photography. And then, you know, Instagram came around and became really popular. And I started posting my work on Tumblr, started posting my work on Instagram. Um, and I, I think that's when I started seeing like, I guess the black Renaissance, like the black art Renaissance really started on Tumblr. People don't give it any credit. But it started they on don't. people don't give Tumblr enough credit for inspiring the girls. All those photographers, like I used to like really be cool with online, um, Joshua Kissy, um, Sakia. There was a few others that were it was just literally like you could name I don't know. I know Sakia, really? but you know what? I didn't know that she was a Tumblr girl. I didn't know yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Jasmine Dumas, like a lot of us, we were just originally on Tumblr. And yeah, I just started posting my work. It it was well received. Um I was surprised because I never picked up a camera before. Um, ever since then, I just fell in love with it. I, I think for me though, my first few photos were my self-portraits. Um, and surprisingly so, before I had like a professional camera, I was doing self-portraits on like a digital camera when I was 13, I found some. I was like, what? Like, how did I know about self-portraits back then? Like what? So I feel always like been this girl. it's in my blood. Like, I feel like it's been a part of me for years, ever, forever. So after like doing some portraits and people liking how I take pictures of myself, a lot of people wanted to be in the place of myself, you know, like seeing themselves where I was at. So that's kind of how I got started with like doing client work and, you know, portrait photography and all that. But um, I find myself wanting to go backwards now. Like I think my next few pieces, um, well, for one, I'm working on my first gallery project. It's time. Like it's obviously time. It's so time. it's time, man, man. So I really want to be in gallery spaces. Um, that's kind of what 2021 Erica wants to be a part of, um, have some art residencies, etc. Um, so yeah, if I think did, if y'all did not know, um, Eric, a few of Erica's pictures have gone like viral on the internet. Like true. Yes. Yes. I, yes. It's the, I, she, she has the vision. Thank you. All the girls don't have the vision. Okay. I mean, they own vision, you know, but I, I will say that like having viral photos like really, really kept me in the game because I was like, wow, people need to see this. Like I've had people message me like I've had people like I would see them on Facebook and I wasn't their friend. And one of my viral photos would be like their profile picture, like young girls, like with my. Oh, wow. And it's That's just dope. like, you know, so I was just That's like, you know what? People need to see this like black girls need to see this. They deserve to have what I had in 2012 you know, seeing other black women in a positive space, looking beautiful as ever, you know, really tapped into their safe space. Cause that's a big thing on my work. Like I really want people to feel safe, sexy, comfortable, all of that. Um, I noticed I that on your website, it highlight, you highlight black women. 
And I cry. Like those are my, they're my favorite subject. Um, I do like, I want to do more projects on black men. So I think 20, 2021, y'all gonna have to hold me to it. I am going to try and to do You've that. been, I, the, oh no, so you also been getting going viral with the reels. I ain't figured out the reels. I ain't, I'm not that cool. Girl, but you're, you have a good eye, like with the guys that you photograph, like oh, yeah. those are some great, like timeless, like they're going to show those pictures to their grandchildren. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I really, I like photographing men, honestly. Like, I feel like it's the total opposite energy when I'm, I'm photographing women. So I really like it. I want to get some more couples. Um, I just, I, I want to do some more self-portraits. I just want to create a lot of shit. Like, I really do. So hopefully 2021 will, will motivate me, you know, because I feel like the pandemic really got me started. Like, Oh yeah, got us all started. It should. I hope the pandemic lit a fire under your ass. Cause I'm not gonna lie, like a part of me, like yes, it's been terrible. You know, like my dad had COVID. It's 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 a it's a very bad thing. Um, but I feel like it just birthed so much stuff. Like, and it just yeah. it reinvented people. Like I was originally wasn't going to. Um, well, I was gonna head into like doing tech, but I didn't think I would need to. But like right when I started class, like I think a month after COVID happened and I was like, oh my gosh, everything's going to be digital. Like nothing, no one's going to clock in and physically go into work. You know, everything's going to be very digital. And so I was kind of glad that I was kind of already on that tech path. Already um, knowing how to navigate that space. I have a YouTube, y'all. Like I'm, I'm building on it, but I I'll really- put your, Drop your YouTube in the chat. I got to drop it because like I really want Black girls to get into tech. So, you know, that's a thing. There's not a lot of Black women, Black American women especially. So- you know, if y'all take anything from this, like, please get black girls into tech, you know? So, yeah, that's that. Well, I, I feel like I'm going to talk a lot. No, we have, but I feel like the conversation been flowing, girl. I'm like, I could talk to you even more, but. <laughs> right. Our conversations in real life be hours long. Hours. <laughs> like, man. No, I, <laughs> they do. And I love that. I love having that that interaction, like people that you can just naturally talk to and flow. I'm trying to understand you. You trying to understand me. That's what the conversation is. That's what I want this podcast to be. Everybody understand that weed is not all bad. True. <laughs> that is the ultimate point of this podcast and all the opportunities that it creates. There's so much money that black people are missing out on. And like, as you were talking about, um, when you said that girl had that picture of one of your viral pictures, like as her profile picture, I even like love how when we did that feature with Mary and you took that picture of her and like she uses it, like it's her profile picture. And I'm like, she likes that picture of her so much. And I'm like, our essence feature girl. I was excited. I'm like, that's dope to me. Like just to see your work, like out there in the world and that of like all the pictures that people take of her that she could use, she chose to use that one. Like that's dope to me. And I'm like, it makes my day. every time I see it, I'm like, okay. Cause you know, she could, she could, she knows plenty of photographers. She could just get a shoot tomorrow. But the fact that she just relies on that one, I'm like, okay. I'll, I'll take I'll, it. I'll take it I'll to the book. Mary is amazing. So I can't wait to see her on here. Definitely can't yeah. wait. I'm definitely going to have to get Mary on here. Mary will... Yes. I, if you didn't read, I don't know if we dropped volume one in the chat for you guys, but check out volume one. She was an issue two. Um, the interview that I did with her, she is a force. To She's a boss with. for sure. She's a like, boss. She, I'm a boss ass bitch. I loved her. Like actually like meeting her too. I'm like, wow, this energy is amazing. So I cannot wait. I got, you know, some people in high places for sure. Get on. <laughs> <laughs> At that time. <laughs> 
Right, I'm over here look like I'm going to interview or something. Y'all know I gotta wear my white, so like I, we both have on the white, and I have that on had to happen. The Aunt Laurent. Oh, someone said, are you taking online orders to ship your smoothies? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm, I'm not there yet. I'm starting. Um, I have a group on Clubhouse um, about my smoothies, so I'm trying to find like people that are also in the food business that can give me some advice. Um, but ideally I would like to, like one of my guy friends brought that up, like, Hey, why don't you just make this something where you're shipping smoothies out? So that's definitely on my list. (laughs) That's another thing. How do you, before we go, how do you deal with trolls? Have have you been trolled on clubhouse? I've trolled. No, I was like, no, um, uh, no, not really. Cause I really watch what I say on there and I know how to leave a conversation when I need to. Um, a lot of the music rooms, I think sometimes I, I, I see trolls, but not really. Like, I don't think I've ever really been trolled. And if I do, I'm really good at just removing myself from the internet for a couple of days and then coming back and people forget about it. How like, they don't they remember forget? People do be forgetting. Their attention span. So like, honestly, no. Um, One of my friends, she on here, they can't see the attendees, but she had like went viral, (laughs) like on some crazy, like randoms, like people, somebody was trolling her. And I was like, girl, these people, they gonna forget about it tomorrow. And sure enough. Oh, for sure. 40, what, Drake's like 48 hours? People forget, like, where can we purchase your shirts? Oh, so this is not my shirt, but... I do have t-shirts available at juanasjoint.com. Um, but I don't see any more like I don't see any more like the thing, the scroll is being weird, but no, we don't have any more questions. What's up next as far as projects? What's up next? Um, as far so as Rob, basically, I really want to get my work into like, well, like I was saying, like into a gallery space, um, seeing my work in a physical space versus a digital space. That would be my first thing. Um, I got connected on Clubhouse to a girl who has hundreds of um, art residencies and grants. Um, and she's also an art residency and grant writer. So I'm like just trying to make the work. So I, so when it's time, I can just put myself in that place. Um, I, she showed me this one grant it's in Rome. So I'm like, that would be like the highest form of like manifestations. Like if I, like in Rome, Italy, is that where Rome is? (laughs) Rome is a different place. Yeah. It's, it's a one week, um, art grant, uh, well art residency. I'm sorry. And, um, she showed me and I was like, I would love to do it. Like I have to like, let me, uh, if y'all ever want to be connected to her too, I can definitely send you her, um, info. And I'm like, Rox, you hear all this connection. I've gotten so many opportunities. Cannabis industry. Erica about to go to Rome, get on the clubhouse and you just moved to Atlanta. Um, I'm trying to tell you, get on the clubhouse and use it wisely. Very true. Thanks, Ace. I'm so happy that you guys joined. I really hope that this was, I hope, I feel like it was satisfying because you know what? I will say I wouldn't have even, I was reluctant, like I said, to start the podcast, but people always compliment me on my ability to just have a conversation. And I literally, y'all, I just, I just be talking (laughs) and I feel like it happens. It flows. And I feel like we had a great dialogue today. I learned some things. I hope the people in the audience learned some things. Um, I'm just glad I'm your first guest. I feel special. 
you are special and I'm happy. I was insistent on you being my first guest because I know too that you don't usually do live things. So I really, really, really appreciate you doing this. And yeah, do you have anything else for the people? Anything else you want the girls to know before we wrap up? I don't think so. I just wanted to say hey to everyone. So yeah. All right, you guys. Well, Juana. Jasmine and Mars, I'll see y'all on Clubhouse. (laughs) right the after party on clubhouse (laughs) y'all i ain't got no invite so if you ain't on there you can't get damn wow (laughs) shout out to everybody y'all thank you so much for having me i love this and you know to many more bye you guys bye everyone